0: Welcome to Take Ten. So glad you joined us today, and I'm with Lauren Lucky. Hello, Lauren. Hello, hello. And we are where?
1: Uh, today we are remote. We are in your office. Actually, yes.
0: I was planning to walk up to the third floor, but we've got what a Bellhaven Student Council.
1: Yeah, their student leaders from Bellhaven are here, and they're kind of all over campus, which we love.
0: Yep, hanging out primarily in the steep wall, having some meetings there, getting ready for their semester, and that's right adjacent to your office. That's so right. we're, we're proud to have them here, but the noise maybe will. Interfere, run interference.
1: Yeah, you might uh, you might hear a couple of things in the background today, but uh, one of those could be Milton, Milton Green, our beloved uh, our mascot. Yes, as we say,
0: our office dog. He's at my feet. The beloved English cream golden retriever. So we're glad Milton is here. We hope he'll be quiet and not cause any commotion here. No, but um, it's
1: going to be good. So, you know, today we kind of wanted to just go back and look at Sunday, and you know, Robert, Sunday, you pointed us to two things, and that can you recall? Oh, oh yeah, I'm ready. Uh, you, you pointed us towards the importance of gathering on Sunday, and then the second thing was committing to living community.
0: Living community, and the invitation came really from First Thessalonians. That was the passage that we preached from, and in that passage, Paul, Silas, Timothy are writing to the to the church of the Thessalonians, not to individuals, not to rugged individualists mm-hmm. or people that are committed to independent living, but horizontal living, of attached living of interdependent relationships, and he writes, and he really addresses relationships with four different people, relationships with leaders, relationships with the church as a whole, relationships with those who are struggling, and then relationships with our enemies. And we talked at least about three of those on Sunday. He gives uh, commands to each, leaders among you should do three things, they should work, they should care for the people, and they should admonish other people. He says, they labor and serve among you. And I ask the question, how do you know who a leader is in the kingdom? Mm -hmm. And it's different than a boss or a CEO or some military general. A leader in the kingdom is not somebody necessarily with the name tag or the position or the title or the corner office. It's somebody who works hard. Mm -hmm. It's somebody who rolls up their sleeves, who's washing feet, who's serving other people and not just working hard, but serving, he says, among you. So it's an accessible leader. It's someone who's pastoral, who cares and, is that the kind of organization that people want to be a part of today? The kind Absolutely. of church that we want to be is accessible, and yes, there's an authority to it. But it, again, it's not the bossy type of authority; it's the caring for authority. And the admonishment part there, we looked at the idea that uh, to admonish is to is to warn. And it's to do it in love, to say, I love you, but it's parental. Right. I love you, but stop. Mm-hmm. And everybody, you and I are not excluded from this. We need people around us that say that I Absolutely. love you, but stop, stop yeah. this or start this and to help us live out our values and the biblical values that we should be pursuing. And then, so he relate, he talks about relationship with leaders, then relationships with the whole church. And that's verse 13, of first Thessalonians five, where, you know, just enjoy each other, enjoy peace with each other. And it's, it's simple human concept of get along. Yeah. And I love that because I think we all want to have fun and the church should have fun. Mm-hmm. There should We should be marked by joy. I always think of the great passage in John 15 where Jesus saying, I'm, I'm teaching you these things that you may have joy and that your joy may be full. And we talked as staff a couple of weeks ago here in this very office, mm-hmm. I kind of served you guys up. I was like, hey, I'm looking for you guys to be able to say I'm leading and I'm loving it.
1: That's right.
0: And I'm looking at y'all's happiness factor. What's the happiness factor as we serve here at Fondren Church and serve our people? Do we see it as a great honor? And people are going to know that. And are we joyful as we do it? So relationship with leaders, relationship with the church as a whole, and then relationship with those who are struggling. And Paul mentions three different types of people who are struggling. He talks about the idle or the disruptive. He talks about the struggling, and then he talks about... The weak, And he has a word for each. He says, for the idle, they should be warned. Mm-hmm. For the struggling, they should be comforted. And for the weak, they should be helped. Mm-hmm. And this warning is really important. We talked about how, I, I thought about this afresh, how we like to say we call people out. Yeah. That if you want to be a truth-telling community, you call people out. Mm-hmm. And not against that, but I think there's a better way to think about it. Because I have thought about when I was preparing this sermon and inviting people to think about gathering on Sundays and living in community. I was thinking about the calling out component of how calling out oftentimes has the connotations of exposing somebody or shaming them, or putting putting them in the center ring and saying, we've called you out. But there's a more beautiful way to look at it. I was thinking about, and wrote this down, shared it on Sunday. Instead of calling people out, what if we called them forward? That's good. We said, hey, here's the destiny that God has for you. I see it in you. And so I don't want to just call you out as yeah. in like exposing you or warning you. I want to call you forward into mm-hmm. all that God has for you. So the idol should be warned, but the, the, those who are struggling with uh, discouragement should be comforted. Mm-hmm. In the Greek, the connotations there, if, in First Thessalonians 5, if you're struggling emotionally, it's um, the wording there is um, a, a small soul, a soul that's been shriveled up, those with little souls. Mm-hmm. And that happens, doesn't it, when we're discouraged? Yeah. Your, your your dreams aren't as big. Um, it's hard to think about it. You know, have a vision outside your own front door mm-hmm. and you kind of turn in and things are problematic and there's negative introspection and such. And so when we're discouraged, we have little souls. And the answer in community following Jesus is, hey, we offer comfort. Yeah so we're there for people who are going through the hard times we notice and we take time out and when there's um, i said this on sunday but i've noticed that if we're not warning and comforting and helping the weak and by the way we don't live with the darwinian ethic of you know the strong survive and the weak die off we help those and the the weak way back in the new testament to our day to day, the weak are those who are poor those who are sick and ill who need help and so the church the type of community we want we want to be is the people who say hey here's a bed mm-hmm. here's medicine here's a meal here's a place to stay here's here's us being here for you and for your needs but with uh, with going back to warning the idle or, or disruptive um, i love this it's not the it, you know we don't want to have a, a top down approach we want to have a okay. center out approach so it's not a few of us being pastors here doing this thing doing this it's us pulling people into community into groups where we're doing this with one another. Mm-hmm. So we're able to have hard conversations. We're able to strike up a conversation where we can talk to each other about what our needs are. That's
1: good. And
0: part of what we talked about Sunday, I shared this with the church is that a group, a church, an organization will continue in its dysfunction, not because we're too mean to each other, but because we're playing nice. Yeah, that's
1: right.
0: So we need to be able to have conversations that go beyond the pseudo community. Mm-hmm. And that's what we see in the fifth chapter First Thessalonians warn the idol comfort the discouraged help the weak and then lastly says be patient with everybody mm-hmm. and that's that safety net because all of us I mean to be human is to struggle that's right it's to strive is to bleed is to sweat is to hurt falter fail what have you and so we just need to offer patience with each other all across the board and you know it's interesting Lord when you're not doing well what is it that you want when you're struggling what do you want uh, people to give to you?
1: Well, I, I definitely don't want to lecture, okay. you know? Yeah. yeah. But someone just to listen and feel what I'm feeling or yeah. understand, you know?
0: Yeah. so I agree, Like I think we're that way when we're hurting, struggling, we want empathy, we want someone to listen and That's understand, right. but when other people are struggling, we what do we want? We want them to get their stuff together. <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting, there's a big thing in our day, it's all over social media, coaching people up in personal life development, it's like, man, Hey, if, if that relationship is been giving you life and energy, then it's toxic. Cut it mm. out. I mean, should we live that way? My answer is, well, kind of, but we got to be careful because in some ways we're, we're revealing our own narcissism, our own consumerism. We're saying, well, if someone's not giving me life, I'm cutting them out. Right. But I think community in crisis is different than that. It's family. It's sticking together. And yes, some people do need to be cut out of your life, but man, we need to stay together. And I think you see that in this passage, it's a hallmark Mm -hmm. of what Christian community is.
1: Yeah, I was just thinking about the the verse that talks about iron sharpening iron, and there has to sometimes be a little friction or a little tension that's necessary for us to grow. And uh, man, we need that, and that happens in community.
0: It does, and we we sort of close with a contrast between what we call significant events and safe environments, you Mm -hmm. remember that? And significant events oftentimes it motivates people, But a safe environment matures them a significant event can challenge people but it's a safe environment that changes people a significant event often is a calendar issue but a safe environment is a consistency issue Mm -hmm. in a significant event it's often fun Um, a safe environment's often gritty it's showing up even when you don't feel like it Mm -hmm. in a significant event it's god is big but in a safe environment it's god is near and you see where we're going. And at a significant event, it's often the big group, it's Sunday morning, it's a big conference or gathering, but a safe environment's a small group. Mm -hmm. It's just a consistent place to come as you are and let people minister to you and to minister to other people. And we talked about one of the challenges we gave, uh, we said this, this is a quote from a seminary professor, the problem with with small groups isn't that they pull the group's collective ignorance, it's that they pull the group's collective disobedience. Hmm. And remember Jesus gives an invitation in Matthew 7, a wise person is different than a foolish person in that they put my words into practice. And I I think, boy, that's what I'm hoping for, for this semester, for our church in the future, that our groups wouldn't just be places where Christians gather to discuss things Mm -hmm. and even hide and who aren't saved, but they're, we, we sign up, we show up, we open up and we own up. And we actually look for ways to help each other put Jesus's teachings into
1: practice. Mm, That's it. Mm. I need that. We need that.
0: And so, Lauren, you're leading a group?
1: Yes, absolutely. We just met last night.
0: Have you already started? Okay, we're starting Friday morning, starting back up again, right here in my office. Got a group of guys. I'm looking forward to it. It's good stuff. So our hope is, let this be a reminder, if you were here Sunday, if not, a quick recap of it. And, you know, to, to gather on Sundays and to live in community.